Welcome to Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to CBS's upcoming Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. I'm Teresa Giacino. And I'm Rebecca Johnson. In this episode of Supergirl Radio, we're going to discuss the two-parter of Superman the Animated Series called Legacy. Now, Legacy is the 53rd and 54th episode of Superman the Animated Series, and it's also the final episode, the final story of the series. Part 1 aired on February 5th, 2000, and Part 2 aired on February 12th, 2000. And this was a really interesting story for uh, for the series to end on. Yeah. Um, I mean, all sorts of wacky stuff. I mean, one of the wackiest being right in the beginning of, of part one of Legacy, the whole Superman central thing. Uh, we've got Supergirl kind of covering up for the fact that Superman is missing by controlling all sorts of <laughs> robot versions of Superman yeah. by herself. Uh, what did you think of that, Rebecca? I thought that was really fun. It was almost sort of like, I've never done virtual reality. Like, I've just seen kind of what it's like where you, you know, might have a glove and like a mask on where you can kind of control things. And so that's sort of what that looked like to me. It was sort of this like virtual reality controlling of the robot. And it was funny because... Supergirl had to kind of do some of the mundane things that Superman it was like it was like a she was co- controlling a Clark Kent robot yeah and uh-huh. she had to kind of interact with Lois even though Lois didn't know it was a robot and so that was just kind of funny that it was just sort of the mundane things but later on we do see that she has to try to wrangle in an actual Superman robot who's kind of gotten out of control and goes haywire. So it was funny to see her have to try to cover both of his his identities. And I I just really liked that she took initiative. I don't know if it was something that the Kents said, hey, you need to go to the Fortress of Solitude and take care of this. I don't know if it was them suggesting it or if it was somebody from the Justice League who said, hey, you need to go and try to cover up for Superman now that he's missing. But she might have taken the initiative to do it herself because she knew, hey, Superman needs to still be a presence in Metropolis. So I thought it was cool that she kind of took over when he goes MIA. Well, it's funny that you say that because I, I also think it was cool that she that she thought to do something about it. I mean, honestly, I was wondering, like, you know, who made these robots? Like, did she build all of them herself? Like, how did she have the resources to have all these Superman and Clark Kent versions, you know, all over town? Well, I don't know if they say it in the animated series. I can't remember. But I know that in comic book mythology, sometimes Superman does have his own robots for times like these when he can't be everywhere <laughs> at the same time. and He needs someone to kind of cover for him, even though he is one of the fastest beings on the planet. And he could probably, I don't know, maybe he could be two places at once. But sometimes Superman does have, like, duplicate robots of himself. That's very true. Um, so they're probably already just there, and she just uh, was using them in this case. Yeah, they might have been. Um, but uh, also I thought it was interesting, too, that while uh, – you know, Lex Luthor totally knew that something was up. Lois was inter- interacting with, with Robot Clark and was none the wiser, <laughs> which I thought was very strange. You figure if anybody would figure something was up, it would be Lois. But she was just kind of like, he's being weird today. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, sometimes with Lois on the anime, this is probably her best episode, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah, the she best, was great. The best Lois episode. But yeah, unfortunately, she's still kind of had to deal with not like she never knows I don't think 
in the entire Superman the animated series. She does find out Batman's secret identity, but I don't think she ever finds out Superman. So yeah, it, it was it was kind of neat though that Lex had figured it out. He knew something was going down, and he confronts Supergirl about it. What did you think about that? Yeah, um, I mean, I <laughs> it's so funny because whenever I think about like. Uh, you know, superheroes and their arch nemeses. Um, I, I, I kind of really like the relationship. And I think about it with like Batman and the Joker, where like the Joker is always saying stuff like, you know, like, yes, we're enemies, but I can't kill you. I don't want to <laughs> kill you because if you die, then I have nothing to to live for yeah, and fight against. You're too much fun. Yeah. And, and I think about, you know, Superman and Lex Luthor kind of being having that same relationship in that they they both are trying to take each other down but they also kind of check each other and they also like you know cuz cuz Lex Luthor you know he's he obviously is inspired a lot by greed and a lot by his own you know hubris uh, as are many villains mm-hmm. but like he has some good points in that you don't really know like you you have an alien kind of saying he's protecting the earth but you you don't really know when he's going to decide to stop doing that you know, for all we know, Superman might decide, you know what? Humanity's dumb. I'm like, forget it. I'm, <laughs> I'm like going to use my powers to take you over. Um, so he makes some some interesting points, whereas like, you know, Superman obviously is seeing Lex Luthor for the, you know, self-centered, megalomaniacal person that he is. So they kind of keep each other in balance. And I thought that it was kind of significant that of all the people that would know something was up, that it was Lex who did. Because he has that kind of insight into Superman that uh, a lot of people don't because he's always kind of checking him out to keep him in his place. And his worries about Superman were kind of justified in this episode because Superman gets brainwashed by Darkseid and he ends up leading a takeover of Earth with all of of the the crazy people from Apocalypse. So, yeah, I mean, the military and Lex were like, hey... So we were kind of right about this guy because <laughs> some stuff is going down. But it's it's funny that uh, Supergirl just, she doesn't mean to go into Lex Luthor's office. She just kind of crashes because she's right. trying to stop this Superman robot that's gone haywire. And what I loved about the animation was that, well, first of all, it's, interesting that like the robot just crashes through a whole bunch of buildings just like causes i mean people were complaining about the destruction of man of steel yeah this this was like this was almost to to that level like the robot goes through many many buildings and supergirl even makes a comment she's like clark is gonna kill me for this yeah (laughs) um and so she knows that she's in trouble because she's let this this superman robot go out of control and so it crashes into Lex's office and she it I thought their interaction was really fascinating because I don't think I've seen with the animated stuff I don't think I've seen Supergirl interact with Lex Luthor before like on her own and so she really has to kind of stand up to him she tries to play it off like oh he's not missing there's nothing wrong right there's there's no big deal here but uh, he really talks down to her. He calls her, you know, he says something like, admit it, child. And yeah. um, I thought it was really cool on Supergirl's behalf that she stood up to him because mm-hmm. he ta- he does talk down to her. And 
she says something about you'd be surprised at what I can do. What I can do. Yeah. yeah. And she uses, <laughs> I love that and line. she uses her heat vision and like destroys Lex's remote. And so I thought that was great that he was trying to demean her and she was like, Look, I'm not scared of you. Uh, I will destroy your stuff and get out of here <laughs> if I have to. And I yeah. I really liked that in her action with interaction with him. And it's funny cuz cuz yes he does, you know, talk to her like she is a child, but at the same time he is having this conversation with her. Like you'd think that somebody like like Lex Luthor would be like, "Oh, some, you know, kid whatever. She, yes, she's got powers, but who cares?" But like he was talking to her like, you know, I mean, even though he's kind of seeing her as a similar threat, you know, like he he sees her kind of in the same camp as Superman and that they both have to go. But I, I didn't see him as like talking down to her necessarily because like he he kind of considers her as dangerous as Superman. And I kind of seem feel like there's almost this like begrudging respect for the both of them. Hmm. Like he doesn't want to respect them because <laughs> he's trying <laughs> yeah. to like get rid of them and kill them both. Right. But I, I don't know. I personally got a sense of like that he I mean, obviously, he's trying to get information out of her, too, and find True. out what, you know, happened to Superman. Mm-hmm. But. I don't know. Yeah, I just kind of felt like in that moment he was seeing them both on a level playing field. Like, oh, you know, like like kind of like, oh, yeah, I totally saw through your thing, but kind of good job for trying at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, actually, something just going back to uh, to Supergirl and um, uh, Superman Central for a second, because, uh, you know, throughout everything that we've been watching with Supergirl, she's always been trying to prove herself and and trying to show that she could handle things, that she could be a superhero in her own right. And I thought it was interesting that rather than try to, you know, pick up the slack herself, she goes to the Superman robot place. Mm. And rather than just making up a story like, oh, he had to save somebody on some planet. He'll be back soon. But in the meantime, I'll take care of everything. Um, Which seems like... Like she doesn't go out and patrol herself like as Supergirl. She doesn't go out and try to... Yeah. That's an interesting point. I hadn't even thought of that, actually. I mean, and I know that it's Superman's, you know, show, obviously. So you want to (laughs) shoot Superman as much as possible. But... I th- I figured like it it would be in character for her to kind of be like I got this everybody it's in, you know under control you know because as we saw from uh, you know we've seen in other animated versions of her like whenever Superman's not around she's usually like ready willing and able to kind yeah. of <laughs> step in that void she wants the job yeah I guess in some ways maybe she thought and this is just me guessing about the character's motivations. But maybe she thought that Superman inspires people more than she does, or maybe he's Mm. more well-known or something like that. So maybe uh, it would mean more for the people of Metropolis to know that Superman was still running around. And And maybe she did try to step in and she couldn't handle it. Although I think Supergirl would have had a better chance at helping Metropolis versus a you know a robot that goes out of control so yeah (laughs) yeah i mean you do no i was gonna say you bring up a good point with the uh you know people kind of trusting superman more and seeing him like would instill like more comfort than maybe seeing her would yeah but i think you have a point i think she could have gone out there she she would have jumped at the chance to to go be the savior of metropolis for a little while so that's a good point yeah i was like huh missed opportunity but um (laughs) And yeah, I thought it was interesting, like the um, moving on to the 
the other part of the story in this episode, which is the apocalypse invasion. So apparently we see that, uh, you know, somehow Superman is has been brainwashed by Darkseid. And, you know, Darkseid is, you know, he's trying to bring order to a lawless universe. And as a reward for taking over other planets for him, because, uh, you know, Kal-El thinks he is uh, Darkseid's son. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get into that in the next episode. But he, you know, he's doing this for Darkseid. He's on Darkseid's side. And as a reward for, for conquering so many planets, Darkseid gives him Earth and tells him to go conquer it. And it's interesting that when doing that, the most interesting part for me was that he gave him the uh, – he continued to let him use the Superman crest – Yes. Um, which I was like, ooh, that's like salt in the wound. That's, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's that so seemed hard. intentional. Yeah, yeah. No, it was like, ah, oh, like that's the worst. That, that's why Darkseid is the worst. Yeah. Yeah, he, he knew that if Superman went to, or Kal-El in this case, went to Earth to want to take over it, using that Superman S-shield would cause the people of Earth not to trust him. And you see that in this to, you know, these two parts of this episode that people of Earth get really scared of him, and rightfully so. They think he is this great hero of the people, and he comes back pretty violently, and he scares a whole bunch of people that used to trust him. You know, yeah. even Lois and Dr. Hamilton and, and even Supergirl, I think, is really shocked by what he is doing and oh, yeah. what he's acting like and she tries to stop him which I think is really interesting and she calls him Clark and I think that is very significant because everyone on Apocalypse, Dark Side, Granny Goodness, all of the female Furies they call him Kal-El and they try to reinforce the Kal-El part of his persona but when mm-hmm. he gets to Earth Supergirl calls him Clark because that's you know the personal connection she has with him that he's Clark Kent the Smallville farm boy of the yeah you know know, of Martha and Jonathan she tries to reinforce that to him even just by using that name and so I thought it was very sad in some ways because she tries to kind of bring him out of it but they end up really fighting like really going at it and he's he doesn't let up with her at all and he almost kills her. Lois has to kind of step in and be like, what are you doing? Do not, you're going to kill her. And I thought that was from a writing standpoint that they, they really pushed the envelope with that, that Superman was very close to killing Supergirl. Yeah, no, that was intense. And, um, and it's funny, I I hadn't thought about what you just said, the, uh, calling him Clark and kind of reinforcing his, his, uh, ties to humanity. Um, that's really, really cool. And I do love that Supergirl kind of went to just confront him directly and that she did try to, to talk to him and reason with him. Um, so she still, you know, on some level hoped and believed that, that the, the Clark, the Superman that she knows would be in there somewhere. Um, and, and she kind of like, even though she sees that he's doing something crazy and, you know, has no idea why he's, he's doing the things he's doing, you know, she, she trusts him enough to at least start by giving him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Um, she tries to reason with him. Yeah. Yeah. And meanwhile, um, this of course is perfect for Lex Luthor. Um, <laughs> I, he, he was like waiting for it. Like this just dropped in his lap as a gift. Um, <laughs> but I thought it was interesting too, that even he thought it was weird. Like yeah. he, he 
he almost wanted it to be more of a challenge. Like he wanted to to he's used to fighting with the Superman who's like, you know, trying really hard to be the good guy. And now that he sees Superman kind of being the villain in this instance, he's like, wait, no, that's not how it's supposed to go. <laughs> I mean, I'll take it, but that's not how it's supposed to be. Yeah. And I thought his reaction was interesting. Yeah, it always makes me think of the Death of Superman comic book story. Uh, that was when I first sort of understood Lex Luthor because he's upset when Superman dies because he wanted to be the one to kill mm-hmm. Superman. And so I think you sort of get a little bit that with what you're talking about there is that he, I think, probably would want to fight the good guy and the hero versus this stranger that he doesn't know. He, he doesn't recognize right. this Kal-El who wants to take over Earth, even though I think on some level Lex would want to be the hero and be Earth's savior. You know, the tables would have turned. But, uh, yeah, I think that's a funny thought that he would have wanted to do it on the terms that he was used to. <laughs> it's funny. And I was just thinking about, cause Lex Luthor really is a great character and there's so many cool ways to write him. And I was just thinking of this run on action comics. It was an arc when Superman was, was gone for a while. He was like walking the earth or something. And uh, <laughs> I think it was after the, correct me if I'm wrong listeners, but I think it was after like, uh, Blackest Night or something. Um, anyway, Lex Luthor was searching for the Black Lantern ring. Um, he, you know, and, and basically action comics for for a story arc was Lex Luthor and not Superman. And it was a really great run. So if, if you have not read that out there and uh, want a really good Lex Luthor, it, want some good insight into Lex Luthor, uh, definitely check out Paul Cornell's run on action comics. It was really cool. Have you ever read Lex Luthor, Man of Steel? I have not. I would recommend that as well. That's that's got a lot of good insights into. It's sort of it's sort of like this episode of Legacy where you see it from Lex's point of view and you see it's the way everything is drawn it sort of paints Superman as the villain and Lex is the hero. So, yeah, I would totally but that's one of my favorite uh Lex Luthor stories. Uh, Lex Luthor Man of Steel. Highly recommend. Nice. Awesome. See, we we start with Supergirl, but we give you recommendations about other stuff, too. (laughs) (laughs) It's one-stop shopping. (laughs) Well, now uh, I think we have gotten into the second part of Legacy, because the first part ends with uh, Superman kind of being taken down. And so part two is, you know, the rescue of Superman and... Uh, figuring out why all this stuff happened and, and the, you know, obviously the resolution of all of this. Now, I really liked the, um, uh, that the second episode opened with kind of his flashback. Like, he's starting to remember things. Yeah. Um, and because Granny Goodness isn't there to kind of douse him with whatever mind rays she's dousing him with, his his real memories are starting to come back. And so we see that he was actually trying to defeat Darkseid and then he was captured by Granny Goodness and uh, brought to Darkseid. And she says that Darkseid has big plans for him. And then when he's brought to Darkseid, he calls him my son. I don't know. What did you think of that whole flashback sequence? Yeah, I was glad they put that in there because it makes you realize, oh, Superman, this this Kal-El is not 
the the bad guy that he was portrayed to be in the first part of the episode. So it was actually a very big relief to know that, oh, somebody has been messing with his brain. He really doesn't know what's going on, and he really isn't this guy. So I think it's very comforting to have that right off the bat so that you can kind of be back with Superman without throughout the rest of the episode because then you see him but kind of back to normal when he's in the the military prison and he kind of tells him like I, I don't know what has happened to me I don't know what's going on and I think some of that started to kind of come back with him because of his interaction with Lois in the previous the, yes. the part one he sort of kind of remembers her and so I think that starts it and then once he's like you said away from grainy goodness and the brainwashing he starts to kind of come back to his old self. And I think that's really important because his relationship with Supergirl ends up being really important in this episode, in my opinion. And so I think it's really good to have him back to his normal self because then when he interacts with Supergirl, you you want them to kind of be on the same side again. So I, I was, I was glad to see that, Oh, he's, he's back to his normal self. Yeah. And I actually really liked that, you know, they chose to reveal that, here like just like, from a dramatic you know standpoint like it's cool that they left us in suspense for that whole first episode and like yeah. what's going on and and they uh saved it for this episode um also i like when he's you know like when you're talking about him in the uh in the prison and as he's remembering lois and like granny goodness kind of seeps into his memory like like he's imagining lois's face and then all of a sudden granny goodness's face comes out and he's like oh my <laughs> poor boy and like goes to kiss him and it's like ah it's horrifying yeah, it's terrifying so now I, I really like, and I, I thought about you as I was watching this because uh, I know how much you love Lois Lane. Yeah. Um, and so she busts in. Um, I, I mean, feel free to talk about the uh, the plan to rescue Superman and how she uh, how she gets all up in it. Yeah, I really, really love Lois in this episode. This this episode, and then there's one with the Toy Man in Superman the Animated Series where she actually kind of gets shrunken down into like a little toy figure. Um, these are probably her best episodes, and. I, from a, like a reporter Lois standpoint, I really loved that she was like not letting the military kind of gloss over things at this press conference. She's like, I want the truth. (laughs) You're going to give it to me. (laughs) And I know you're lying. So you got to tell me what's what. And then when she doesn't get the answers, then she decides, hey, I'm going to do the Lois Lane thing that I do and go undercover. And so she actually uses her connections with the military and goes undercover to try to rescue Superman. And what I liked about her interactions with Superman when she does try to go rescue him is that she she is successful, she gets Superman out, but then Superman, like, as they're leaving this prison, Superman's like, no, no, we, we cannot leave without Supergirl. And so I really liked that even though Lois had accomplished her mission, she was like, all right, this is the thing we're doing now. And so she goes, yeah. she goes with him, and she does help him rescue Supergirl. And the cool thing to me, what I loved about Lois in this episode is that they got a chance to use Lois with Supergirl in just little ways that I thought made a big difference. Like Superman can't go into the room where Supergirl is being being held because of the red Mm -hmm. light. And so Lois has to go in there for him and get her out of there because it doesn't affect her. And I also liked there's one little moment where Supergirl gets shot. And she's kind of 
incapacitated and Superman has to kind of deal with some of these guys who are after them. And Lois is kind of like cradling her and holding her and, you know, kind of taking care of her. And I thought those moments were really sweet. They they weren't big moments, but for me as a Lois Lane fan and loving her interactions, we've seen a couple, you know, throughout all the the stories we've watched and read, like we've seen a little bit of Lois interacting with Supergirl. And so it was fun to see that in this episode. Definitely. I, I do love their relationship. And obviously, you know, uh, Lois is going to care about uh, Kara because she's family, you know, yeah, and, oh, and totally. as, you know, she she loves Clark. She, you know, thinks Superman is awesome. Uh, <laughs> she loves Superman. <laughs> uh, yeah, she really she doesn't know his identity this whole show, does she? I don't think so. I, <laughs> I, I haven't like rewatched the entire series in a while, but I, I as far as I remember, she never finds out. Yeah, because I noticed that when he um, he's about to go fly off to Apocalypse, uh, and she he's like she's like wait, and then she like touches his face, and then he goes, and I'm like, she doesn't know, like he's just Superman to her right now. That's yeah. really interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's, a, it's a weird thing. I always kind of wish that they had done something with that, but they didn't. Yeah, um, but I do. Uh, uh, love how they work together to save Supergirl. Like, you know, obviously Superman is using his x-ray vision to find out what room she is. Then Lois has to go in to get her out. So it's like very much that they're a team in this episode, which is really, really cool. What did you think about when they were going to get Supergirl? Supergirl is not happy with Superman. She says, yeah. <laughs> she says I'm not talking to you and you've got some serious explaining to do. What did you think yeah. about her attitude towards Superman there? I mean, I... Honestly, like, uh, <laughs> obviously, it's not what he would have wanted to hear. Like, I'm sure he would have wanted to hear, I know this wasn't you, <laughs> or something. Yeah. But she does, you know, she is someone who, well, one, she's older than she looks. Two, she's dealt with a lot of crap in her life. She knows that even good people sometimes make mistakes and what have you. And, and so she's kind of, like, readying herself for the worst which I think is also very true to character like she um she wants to believe the best of him and she she obviously tried to talk to him while he was attacking the planet um but you know he kept going and he nearly killed her and got her captured and all of this um so you know I thought she was well within her rights to be like I'm not interested in anything you have to say of all the people that could be here to save me you are not it yeah, I think she was very justified, and I was actually glad to see that in her characterization that this guy tried to kill her last thing she knew, and she, she I, I like that she told him that she he needed to explain some things. Like, maybe there was part of her that knew something wasn't right and that he had an explanation for it, but I was like, you know, I, I might not talk to him for a little while myself if that was me. So I yeah. I liked that she didn't just kind of roll over about it, that she, she needed answers. And obviously, you know, once she uh, is taken care of, which, you know, thank goodness she is, although not without a lot of trouble because, you know, they bring her to the doctors and because of the f- general feeling about Superman, they're not really into helping Supergirl all that much. And and you see Superman get really upset and, and you know, hold that doctor by the collar. Which freaks him when out. When he's kind of hesitant about, yeah. <laughs> and rightfully so. Like, you know, you don't want Superman to be mad at you because he will destroy you. Well, um, and, well, I mean, it freaks Superman out that he 
he did that. He he oh yeah. He kind of just did it as uh, I guess second nature is what Kal El would have done on Metro- on Apocalypse, not Metropolis. And it sort of freaked him out that he had become accustomed to, to handling people that way. And so I thought that was uh, uh, that a, was a nice touch. It was a unique moment for Superman where he free he freaked himself out that he was capable of being dangerous and he scared someone. Yeah, but also it's um, it's. Uh interesting what brings that out of him like he he's doing this because he loves supergirl right and i don't know you know if if you had a relative of mine in the hospital and and they were about to die and you weren't doing anything about it i might grab you by the collar and start some stuff Um, he was really trying to emphasize the the dire straits of the situation but then of course uh when that's taken care of he has to go to apocalypse uh, back from whence he came to deal with both Granny Goodness and Darkseid. Um, what did you think about that whole sequence? Yeah, it was cool to see that he kind of goes after all of them. He has a fight with Granny Goodness, takes her out. He fights with the Furies. He takes out Calabac. And he has a final showdown with Darkseid. And I liked that he was able to kind of stand up for himself after all the things that they had they had all done something to him which caused him to do all these terrible acts to the people of Earth and to Supergirl and to Lois and all these people he cared about. And he made him scare himself. And so I liked that he was able to get some kind of, I don't want to say revenge, but he was able to kind of go back and make it right a little bit. And it it was interesting to me that, like, all of a sudden, Supergirl shows up on Apocalypse. Like, we don't see, like, she's she's fine and out of the hospital. I guess Dr. Hamilton was able to do something to save her. And she shows yeah. up, and she has a sling on. So there, she's obviously still healing a, a little bit, which I thought was a little odd. Like, you had mentioned previously when we were talking about Superman, the animated series, or some of these animated stuff, these animated episodes where her powers were a little inconsistent, like yeah. I, th- I think healing should be something that happens very quickly for her. So I don't know why she had to wear a sling, but I guess it was to show yeah. her she still she she's still, still hurt. Yeah, she still hurt a little bit. So I guess it was just a, a visual. But um, but I liked that after all the things that Superman has gone through on Apocalypse and having kind of taken down all the people who had done him wrong. <laughs> she shows up just in time to kind of encourage him. She she tells Clark to let it go and not to play by Darkseid's rules. And they she really just wants to take him home and, and be done with all of this. So I thought it was interesting that she kind of pulled him back a little bit to say, hey, don't don't go after these people and give in to the the hatred that you have for them right now. Let's let's just let's just go back and and make it right on earth. So I thought that was cool that she kind of was the, the catalyst for that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and we, you know, know from all the stuff we've read that, you know, she has a history on apocalypse. Yep. Um, so she, of all people knows that you can't let yourself get sucked in to the apocalypse way of life. And I also, I mean, I think they could have done without the sling. Cause like the second you see her face, the animation was really good here. And, and you see that she looks haggard and she looks kind of not well, um, and like I saw her eyes and I was like, whoa, what's like, she, it looked like she, she had been like, 
you know, under anesthesia or something. And then they, you know, she just decided to fly off while still under the influence. Um, <laughs> looking but, rough. Uh, yeah, right. Looking a little rough. Um, but I do love that she was the one to uh, to really let him know that he had to let it go. Um, something else that I thought was interesting about that whole scene was that obviously Superman doesn't kill Darkseid, but he, um, you know, pummels him pretty badly, yeah. throws him to the people of Apocalypse, and he thinks he's going to be getting this, like, super, you know, round of applause and, and you know, that everybody's going to be so grateful for freeing them. He's like, you're free now. And all they do is pick Darkseid up and they, you know, they say, hey, master, you know, we're, you know, let's take care of you. And they carry him off. And then Darkseid has that line about, you know, I'm, I'm many things, but here I'm a god. Yes. Um, and I thought that was really interesting because for all that, you know, Superman's heart's in the right place and for all that he wants to save people – you can't save people who don't want to be saved. Exactly. And it's not necessarily up to you to decide what people need saving from. So I thought that was an interesting lesson for both, uh, for both Superman and Supergirl to kind of see that and know that the people of Apocalypse have accepted Darkseid. Like, they, they're cool with him. Yeah. <laughs> and he's kind of all they know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's part of it is that they don't know him as this – terrible guy who does all these things to other planets like they just know him as like you said their master their ruler and yeah. they and he's taking care of them <laughs> yeah exactly so why would they change their ways that's they're comfortable in that so yeah i thought that was interesting too that superman thought he was i mean he was doing the right thing by handing dark side off to his people but the people you know they they didn't want to get rid of him they just wanted to take care of him Right. Well, and it's so funny because, I mean, just to – because I like relating pop culture and comic booky things to, like, the wider world. But, like, you know, Superman is obviously very representative of truth, justice, and the American way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously the United States has a history of, like, going to other places and trying to free them. And sometimes that's, you know, totally justified and it's a good idea that we've done that. And then other times not so much. And it's, like, basically, like, you can't tell – anyone to have a government that they don't want to have. You know, it's like, you know, some people elect certain people into power and that's what they want. And it's like, well, you know, the United States might come in and think they, you know, can do better, um, but it's not necessarily their place to do that. And I thought seeing that kind of through these superheroes was really, really interesting. Yeah, it definitely has a, a real world application there that uh, kind of speaks to what happens in the world. And I, I think that's a, a good reminder for, you know, I think even just us in our everyday lives that you can't force somebody to think the way that you think. It's just, uh, yeah. it's, it's, you can say your piece and, and let yourself be heard and they can take it and do what, what they want with it. And that's just kind of the the way I guess human nature is is that we're all Definitely. we're all kind of built that way and and Superman and Supergirl you're right had to had to learn a lesson about that. And it's interesting that you say that you know because it's it's a very human thing and they're not human. Yeah. So yeah, they ha- they had to learn that cuz <laughs> they might not have known that otherwise. <laughs> yeah, it's um, not it's not maybe built in their in their DNA as aliens. But yeah, that was really really interesting. So what did you think about this as as an ending to the series? Um I personally haven't like I've I've only watched you know maybe a handful of episodes of the show and I definitely need to 
go back and watch the rest of it because I really like it a lot. But what it what did you think about it as an ending? I think it's interesting that like you see like with of course you haven't you still haven't seen Man of Steel right. So I don't, no. I don't want to spoil you too much, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can spoil me a little bit at this point. I've seen the internet, but go ahead. <laughs> but like with Batman v Superman, that we what we kind of know of so far, given the the one trailer that has come out, is that yeah, we've seen that Earth doesn't know what to make of Superman. Like, is he is he good or is he bad? We don't know. And so, what I think is interesting that in Superman the animated series, they sort of have that same kind of conversation, but it's at the end and not kind of at the beginning of Superman's story. And so I think it's it's tough to watch because for most of the animated series, like people love Superman, you know, he's a hero. And so I think it's it's tough to watch to see like him really doubting himself and the people of Earth, like you see like there's like this montage at the end of the episode where some people like him and some people are like, I don't know what to make of this guy anymore. Like Jimmy Olsen is like, hey, he saved a lot of people. He's still this guy. And so you have some people defending him, some people scared of him. And I think that's kind of tough to watch as a Superman fan just because you know, like, you're with Jimmy. You're like, hey, he's a good guy. He's a hero. He's tried to help everybody. But uh, it's it's one of those things where, like, if something like that did happen, people would start to doubt him as a hero. And the the one redeeming part of that in the episode is that is that very kind of ending scene where Superman he's like I don't know how to to win the people's trust back and and Lois tells him you know you're gonna have to do it one person at a time and mm-hmm. I think that line as much as it was difficult to watch the episode and how much it broke my heart that Superman was doubting himself and he was having a hard time with it I think that one line from Lois where she's like you're gonna have to rebuild everybody's trust one person at a time I thought that was very Superman in a way that he would do what he could to make it up to people and that it would it would have to be one person at a time he would have to do a good thing for one person here and another thing for another person here and kind of rebuild that trust and I think Superman is a character who would do that and so in some ways I think it was a fitting conclusion to Superman the animated series and I think it was a very bold story to tell and especially for a series that's aimed at children to yeah. um to, to end it in kind of a dark way but at the very end it gives a little bit of hope so i i do think it's a good ending yeah and it's it's interesting that you bring up the uh the children um because yeah obviously for for most of the show it's going to be that superman is the hero unquestionably you know he's the hero uh, and it's very clear cut because it is for a young audience. But yeah, you're right. It's it's interesting that de- they decided to go dark for the for the final episode. But a lot of the kids that started watching the show have grown up a little bit. True. You know, like so. Uh, you know, a, a, a six, seven, eight year old who who started watching the first season is you know now a tween and able to handle like more complex ideas and they're given complex ideas in this last episode. So I thought they, they did that really, really well. And yeah, it, 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 there was a little bit of hope there at the end uh, too, because, you know, obviously Superman, when he first was introduced as Superman to the world had to build that trust. Um, So it's something that he's already done and he's, he's totally capable of that. So there's no question that, that he'll be able to do it again, Um, especially when he has people like Lois, like Kara, like uh, Jimmy Olsen in his corner. 
And I also like that the episode ended with Darkseid and ended with Granny Goodness and ended with, um, you know, some of his fiercest villains. Mm-hmm. Um, like they didn't shy away from that. Um, yeah. And Lex Luthor, you know, it's yep. like all of all of his top nemeses were, were all in it and they were all in various ways trying to take him down. And it's funny because, you know, Lex Luthor wants to take him down. Darkseid wants to take him down. And it's it's almost like they're fighting each other to see who can take down <laughs> Superman yeah. first. But yeah, it was cool that it all kind of cum- culminated in this episode that uh, <laughs> gave him a lot to to get through. Yeah, um, and to kind of turn it around to Supergirl, because uh, I know we talked a lot about Superman, but I was just kind of thinking about the trust issue and trying to win people over. And it sort of made me think about Supergirl in the Sterling Gates comics, the, the trade paperbacks that we've read recently, where yeah. Supergirl has... <laughs> Cat Grant, who doesn't want to trust her, doesn't think she's any good, doesn't like her as a, quote, hero, doesn't think she's adding anything to help anybody, thinks she's uh, a terrible influence on society and all this kind of stuff. But it's not until Supergirl kind of wins her over that Cat is is in her corner, like you were saying about with Jimmy and Lois and Kara, like... Cat becomes in her corner, and through that, things start to change for Supergirl. And so I think yeah. I think that that one person at a time thing actually is very profound because you can start to rebuild trust that way. If you can win one person over, then you've got some confidence in that person. That person knowing who you are and knowing what you're capable of. And so I like the idea of that, and I think you see that in other Supergirl stories. Yeah. Well, I mean, and each person that you went over um, connects you connects you to countless other people. You right. know, every person has a network, and so they'll be willing to speak up for you. Um, like Cat Grant, you know, she she's only one person, but she's connected to the media. So if Supergirl wins her over, Cat then goes to the media to tell Metropolis, tell the world that Supergirl is is okay. Right. Um, so that yeah no that's very true and um and it is cool that we get to see that and i also love that that supergirl was in this final episode um that you know really this episode ultimately was about the people in his life and kara is one of those people and she's she's family lois is is family and it's all about kind of starting from uh, from your foundation and knowing that you have those people backing you and then working your way up to the rest of the world that was cool. Yeah, I I think they could have just made it about Superman. It could have just been Superman deals with this on his own. But mm-hmm. I I like what you're what you're saying about how it's important that Supergirl was in this episode because she could help him in yeah. in, in a way that Lois couldn't or Jimmy couldn't. She could actually physically be with him and help him through it. And he was uh, she is an emotional connection that. He has not only to Earth, but to his uh, ability as a hero. And so I think it is really fitting and important and appropriate that Supergirl is part of the final episode. Yeah. And and really, that's like, uh, you've got me thinking about just hero stories in general and how really any hero is only as good as the people in their lives. Um, and anything from like, you know, Harry Potter, for example, is it, you know, this kid is the chosen one, the one who, you know, the boy who lived, but he's got his friends backing him up. 
And he never does anything alone because he has people who care about him helping him all along the way. Um, same thing with, with Kara, with Supergirl. Like she, yes, she's a hero. Yes, she's amazing. But she also has people backing her up and supporting her. She has the Kents. She has Clark. She has um, Lois. She has uh, Lana. So really any hero is only as good as their support system. And uh, <laughs> this, uh, this episode shows us that. That's an awesome point. Well, I think, again, it's amazing how in-depth we can get into, uh, you know, half-hour episodes of a cartoon show. <laughs> um, but that just goes to show, like, I I just love the fact that, you know, people can talk down about comics and superheroes and whatever all they want. But, like, this really is our mythology. And this is a great way to kind of examine the big ideas and the big, you know, to examine humanity and what it means to be human and all of that stuff. But that wraps up our discussion for uh, this episode. Uh, definitely check out Legacy, um, Superman the Animated Series. And uh, how can people contact us if they want to chat with us? If you want to contact Supergirl Radio, you can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. You can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. And we're also available on iTunes and Stitcher. So if you've got some time, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review. And we are part of the DC TV podcast circle. So if you also like Gotham, Arrow, The Flash, and the upcoming Legends of Tomorrow, subscribe to our DC TV podcast mega feed and follow at DC TV podcasts on Twitter and like DC TV podcasts on Facebook. As for me, uh, you can find me, as always, at the Mary Sue. That's themarysue.com. Um, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Teresa Giacino. And you can find me on Facebook uh, at facebook.com slash Teresa Giacino Experience. And my blog is, of course, the Teresa Giacino Experience. And you can follow me on Twitter at DerbyKid. That's D-E-R-B-Y-K-I-D. And watch videos I've shot and edited on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash duckmilkprod. That's D-U-C-K-M-I-L-K-P-R-O-D. And until next time, I'm still Teresa Giacino. And I'm still Rebecca Johnson. If you ever need to win back trust, take it one person at a time. Mm-hmm.